This podcast episode is powered by Afropods, the world's number one podcasting platform for African stories. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Kenyan Wall Street podcast. My name is Prince Muragori. I am the chief economist at eConsult Africa, an economic consultancy based here in Nairobi, Kenya. I also serve as the resident economist here at the Kenyan Wall Street. Now, on the 29th of April, the World Bank Kenya Group released its 21st edition of the Kenya Economic Update. The Kenya Economic Update is a report that gives a state of the major sectors of the economy during the current fiscal year and also provides some estimates for the next fiscal year. And what I'm going to do in today's episode is that I am going to break down some of the key statistics and highlights that were released during this year's report. In the next podcast, I'll go further to cover some of the policy options that was provided in the report as suitable responses for the COVID-19 pandemic. And right off the bat, uh, I have to, we have to acknowledge rather that this year's edition of the Kenyan Economic Update is coming in quite unprecedented times. The COVID-19 pandemic is a monumental shock not only for the local Kenyan economy, but for the global economy at large. And uh, many economists and uh, policymakers are describing it as a cocktail shock or rather a perfect storm because it's not only affecting, you know, the demand side or the supply side, but even the broader financial system that links the two. So virtually uh, many arms of the economy are hit simultaneously at one time. And uh, sorry. And therefore, we we have to acknowledge that most of the statistics that are given in the Kenyan Economic Update are quite uh, provisional and depend highly on how the whole COVID-19 situation will play out in the future. And in today's episode, I'll focus on analyzing the key statistics of the state of the economy. And in the next episode, I'll go further to analyze the specific policy um, recommendations that were provided. And today's podcast will be divided into five major themes uh, describing the major uh, sectors of the economy that are highlighted in the report. The first thing that I'll talk about is um, the economy at large. You know, I'll talk about the GDP statistics for Kenya for the East African community and for Sub-Saharan Africa and give some forecasts for 2021. The next thing that I'll talk about is to move on to some of the specific economic sectors, uh, particularly those ones whose data are available. And these are the service sector and the manufacturing sector. You know, the COVID-19 situation is fairly new. And so sector specific data is not available for all the sectors of the economy, but we have some, you know, up-to-date data for services and manufacturing. After this, I'll move on to discuss the public finances, particularly the budget deficit. And we'll talk about how it's widened due to increased spending to cushion the economy against the pandemic. After this, we'll talk about the macroeconomic analysis, particularly the inflation dynamics and the monetary policy responses for the same. And finally, I'll close by looking at the external account where we look at the recent um, the recent developments in the current account. So stay tuned uh, and we look forward to 
interacting with you on the comment section. Let us know your thoughts on these statistics and uh, perhaps if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us and we'll definitely address them best to our best of our ability. And so, ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, I'll get right to it. And I'll jump into my first theme, which is talking about the overall economy. And it's best described by GDP or rather gross domestic product. I'll begin by talking about the global economy, then narrow down uh, subsequently to Sub-Saharan Africa, after which I'll talk about the East African community, the ESC. And finally, I'll spend a bit of time talking about our very own Kenyan economy. So starting with the global economy, the, the IMF World Economic Outlook uh, states that 2019, the global economy uh, GDP growth rate was 2.9%. This year, the figure is negative 3.0%, so a decline, which is expected to rebound to positive 5.8% in 2021. So that's the global economy. Generally, we can, we can see that the negative growth rate of 3% is definitely an indication that the COVID-19 pandemic is a major negative shock to the global economy. Moving on to Sub-Saharan Africa, 2019 saw a growth rate of positive 2.4%. 2020, the growth rate will decline to negative 2.1%. So negative 2.1% for Sub-Saharan Africa is just a bit better than the global average of negative 3.0%. Um, in 2021, however, the Sub-Saharan African economy is expected to rebound to positive 3.0%. Moving on to the East African community, 2019 saw the ESC grow by positive 6.0%. And here we notice that the East African community grows at generally a higher rate with higher values than the sub-Saharan African countries. So 6.0% is definitely an indication of uh, strong economic growth. And that was 2019. In 2020, the growth rate is stated to be 2.9%. So it's, it's uh, in absolute terms, it's a positive figure, 2.9%, but at the same time, we have to acknowledge that it's a big, big decline from 6.0% in 2019, coming down to 2.9%. All the same, it's expected to rebound to positive 5.3% in 2021. And most of this data that I am mentioning is from the IMF World Economic Outlook. And now I'll move on to describing what's going on in the Kenyan GDP. For the past five years, um, since 2015, the Kenyan economy generally has been performing fairly well, at least, you know, by by looking at GDP numbers. We've grown at uh, an average of 5.6 percent since 2015, and, and these are good numbers. But maybe I should mention, you know, of course, we know that economic growth may not necessarily imply economic development and high quality of life. Um, you know, <laughs> Uh, when talking about high GDP numbers from Kenyan, from the Kenyan economy, uh, a common phrase you'll hear from Kenyans is that, yes, those GDP numbers are great, but vitu kwa ground ni different. 
Um, but allow me, ladies and gentlemen, to just talk about GDP numbers for today. Perhaps in another discussion in a future podcast, I can shed some light on the topic of economic development, quality of life, equity versus efficiency debate, and so on. And so let me focus on the GDP numbers for today. So as I have mentioned, Kenya grew at an average growth rate of 5.6% from 2015. Specifically, in 2015, we grew at 5.7%. The next year, 2016, we grew at 5.9%. In 2017, we dipped a bit to 4.9%. And this was mostly because of the political business cycles associated with the election year of 2017. In 2018, we had a fairly strong rebound to 6.3% which was the highest growth rate we recorded during the past five years. And then last year, which is the most recent year, 2019, we grew at 5.4%. So where are we today in 2020? The team of economists at the World Bank, through this uh, year's uh, update, the Kenya Economic Update, have stated that in 2020, Kenya's economy will grow at 1.5 percent yes you had it right 1.5 percent but please note that this gdp growth figure is highly dependent on the outcome of the covid 19 pandemic going forward in fact for the first time in a long time the economists also provided a downside scenario gdp growth figure of negative one percent so generally uh Basically, if the COVID-19 situation is not brought to control, if it's not contained and the economy suffers a more sustained impact, then the GDP is expected to be negative 1%. But for the moderate scenario, it's it's poised to grow at 1.5%. And so this is going to be the lowest GDP figure that Kenya has experienced in quite a long time generally uh, more than we have experienced in a decade and i'll get to now start talking about what is informing this growth projection uh, particularly on both the domestic side and the international side and perhaps just before i get into the supply and demand shocks that are both in the domestic and international markets that are informing this gdp growth figure that was provided of 1.5 percent for 2020 I might just mention the assumptions underpinning this growth rate. So the team of the team of economists at the World Bank have two major assumptions, and the first one is regarding the weather conditions. So this growth rate is poised on positive weather conditions in 2020. We are well aware that in 2019 we had adverse weather conditions, particularly with the failed long rains that led to a significant uh, dip in agricultural production and subsequently GDP outputs. And also, the second assumption is regarding the locust invasions. We are assuming a situation where the second wave of locust invasions will be contained in 2020. And therefore, if we unfortunately see that the situation did not go as uh, as assumed, then we are most likely looking at the scenario where the negative 1% growth rate will be sustained. And now let me move on to talk about some of these external and 
domestic factors that are in, uh, that are informing this low growth rate of 2020 i'll begin with the external side so the external side has both supply shocks and demand shocks the first shock is definitely we know that the supply chains the global supply chains are being disrupted people cannot export their goods and they can also they also cannot move from country to country and therefore this this uh, constraint in the global supply chain is contributing in a major way to the low growth. Secondly, we have the shortfall in demand for Kenya's goods exports, which are also a big contribution of GDP growth. We particularly look at the flower exports that Kenya does to the European Union. These ones have been majorly affected. Um, as well uh, as, as, as that, we have the, the tourism side. We have reduced tourism earnings. Very few people uh, are coming to, to visit Kenya, especially in quarter one and quarter two of the year. We have seen very many hotels um, decline record low bookings. Um, and also we have the slowdown in remittance inflows. And that's generally the external side. When it comes to the domestic side, we have a huge demand, demand side shock regarding the job security. Very many people have, have been laid off. And so this has greatly led to a lot of income uncertainty. And another thing is also the farms, the local farms, they're very wary of investing this year, you know, because they don't know how the situation will play out. So investments are down and subsequently aggregate demand has dipped. Finally, we have farms that are dependent on cash flow. They are facing a lot of liquidity challenges. Uh, Generally, if you talk to people in the streets, they are mentioning that there is no money in people's pockets. And, and so most farms are actually closing down, re, re, reporting losses, and particularly the restaurants. And now having talked about the general overall economic figures of GDP, I'll move on to talk about some of the sector-specific advancements. And... Right from the beginning, we have to note that since the COVID-19 situation is fairly recent, you know, it's, it's it's been there for the first few months of 2020. So we do not have adequate data for all the sectors of the economy. The data is not released quickly enough, but we have some sectors such as the services sector and the manufacturing sector for which there is some current data available. For the services sector, the World Bank team relied on a Google Mobility report, which basically looks at people's location in various places and tracks the differences between now and sometime in the past. For example, their activity in retail and recreational places, their activity at transit stations, their movement to workplaces, to national parks, and all these have seen a decline, particularly in retail and recreational services. At the same time, the activity in residences has gone up by 17%, which is an indication that the service sector has decreased significantly following the COVID-19 pandemic. Moving on to the manufacturing sector, the index that was uh, consulted was the Stanbic Bank PMI, the Purchasing Managers Index, which generally talks about the perception of the manufacturing sector and the baseline value is 50. Whenever the figure drops below 50, then it means that the manufacturing sector is slowing down. We have seen the data for the PMI in March 2020 record a 
low of 37.5, which is a very, very um, large decline. Such figures were last experienced in 2017, in November 2017, following the, the election um, and the politics of that were going on at that time. So generally, if we consider these two sectors, the manufacturing sector and the services sector, then we can definitely agree that the COVID-19 is having a very profound impact. At this point, I'll move on to talk about the public finances. And in particular, I'll talk about the budget deficit and how the COVID-19 has changed the figures. We know that the government has undertaken some various tax cuts and most of these have been approved and enforced. For example, um, we know about the people earning values less than 24,000 will not be taxed on their income. We have some expenditures that have been made, particularly to bolster the health sector. Uh, and these have greatly ex increased government expenditure. And so overall, uh, according to the Kenya Economic Update, we have that the deficit has widened by about 163 billion shillings, which is about 1.6% of GDP. And so if you aggregate this, we'll see that the fiscal deficit for the fiscal year is expected to widen to 7.8% in 2019-2020 fiscal year. And this is a slight increase from what was the pre-COVID target of 6.3% of GDP. And also in the same line, when we look at debt to GDP ratio, the report states that the debt to GDP ratio is expected to increase to about 63.2% in the fiscal year 2019-2020, which is an increase from the previous year's uh, financial year 2018-2019 uh, ratio, that was about 62.1%. And so we are seeing a situation where there is a lot of pressure on the budget. Of course, the government of Kenya had been working to try and tighten this deficit, but uh this shock was not anticipated you know after all it's a shock <laughs> uh but it's also not only affecting the kenyan economy but you know budget deficits are expected to widen all around the world and in some countries in a very major way we have seen what is happening in italy and spain they already had large budget deficits from supporting a large uh from giving large support payments to their older members of their population and now with the COVID-19 situations their budget deficits are at record high. So that's the situation that we have right here in Kenya and next I'd like to talk about the overall macroeconomic situation where I'll focus on inflation generally. Um, inflation has picked up but it's still within the target of the Central Bank of Kenya. We, Kenya has experienced fairly stable inflation. We had only major spikes coming from the food. Food inflation was high, particularly because of the, the, the failed long rains in 2019. This year, we also expect food inflation to rise because of the supply side shocks, as you've seen. Most of the people who are importing things cannot import and therefore local prices will go up due to declined supply. However, the Monetary Policy Committee of the Central Bank has come out in a strong way to try and bring some monetary stimulus 
to support the economy. And we've seen that for the first time in a long time, the Monetary Policy Committee has lowered the central bank rate, the CBR, in three consecutive meetings. And so that's a good sign that the government is doing all it can, both on the fiscal side as well as the monetary policy side, to try and combat this this shock. And based on the previous, the most recent Monetary Policy Committee meeting, the governor, Dr. Patrick Joroge, mentioned that the government still has a lot of ammunition in terms of ways in which it can provide liquidity to the, to the economy. And so generally, we are looking at uh, a very, very strong support from the government. The credit to the private sector, as we know, had gone down because of the interest rate cap. But now that it's been repealed, the data is starting to show that there's a rising credit to the private sector. The government is also giving some protection against uh, some protection for people who had loans and also with the unregulated mobile lenders. They can no longer list people on the CRPs. So as we can see, the government is doing quite a lot in order to help the economy overcome this challenge. Finally, I'll move on to talking about the external account. In talking about the external account balance, I'll focus on the current account. And if you look at Kenya's data, we notice that the current account deficit has been narrowing down steadily since 2017. And this year, the current account deficit is expected to narrow, to narrow down from 4.6% of GDP to about 4.5% in 2020. And this is mainly because the decline in imports will outweigh the decline in exports. However, we also acknowledge that the current account is under external, a lot of uh, pressure because the external financing needs have increased mainly because access to global international markets is effectively shut while the crisis persists. And with that, I'd like to close off today's podcast. Um, we definitely hope that you've learned about the state of the Kenyan economy as it stands at the moment. And please engage with us. Let us know your thoughts. Do you think these uh, assumptions are reasonable? What do you think is going to happen in the future? And stay tuned to the next episode where we'll talk about some of the policy response measures that were provided by the team of economists at the World Bank as ways in which we can combat the COVID-19 pandemic. I thank you for your time. You can follow me on my social media on Twitter at Prince underscore Muraguri and we can engage further. You can also follow the Kenyan Wall Street at Kenyan Wall Street on Twitter. With that, folks, stay safe, uh, wash your hands and stay tuned for the next episode. Goodbye.